And welcome to another episode of the Sartorio Inc. podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, and today I want to ask a question of you. I don't know if you're anything like me, but it seems like as I get older, I have no desire for any gifts for Christmas. Not saying that I won't be grateful if anyone buys me anything. But you know how people like, what do you want for Christmas? Send me a list. If you know your family does that sort of thing, I sit there and I think there's absolutely nothing that I want you to buy for me. You know, if you think of something nice, I'll be grateful. But there's no nothing that, hey, I want to put this on a list and you get it for me for Christmas. I feel like to a degree that takes some of the excitement out of it. Yes, it makes things easier as far as your, your loved ones are concerned to figure something out. But I'm a pretty simple guy, so most of the people that would typically buy me a gift know what I like anyway. So I don't really feel as though there's much for me to say to them about what I want. Because there's nothing really specific. Just just a little antidote that I was thinking about as I was starting to record. And I'm like, you know, I want to know if I'm the only one at as I get older, there's nothing I really desire anyone to purchase me or nothing specific that I want anyone to purchase me for Christmas. Are you the same way? Let me know. Info com. Now today I'm going to start with the download. The download for this week is Halo, the Master Chief Collection. And if you don't know what that is, uh, that is a collection of Halo 1, 2, 3, and 4. And depending on which platform you get it on, if you get it on the Xbox One, Halo ODST and Reach are bonus paid DLC. If you get it on PC, I believe it is included because of the timing that it came out. This is actually a game that came out, I believe, either right at the launch of the Xbox One or a year afterwards uh, with the Xbox One. And it's a game that I haven't played literally until this week simply because... I still have been working through Halo 4 after all these years and the same with Halo 5. So I had no inclination to revisit some of the older Halo games. But for some reason, this week that changed. So that's the download, Halo the Master Chief Collection. So you can get that on an Xbox Game Pass or just purchase it outright on your Xbox or your PC. And I believe it's also on Steam as well so you don't have to go through Microsoft if you know you want to. So I'm getting to my topic for the week because of that. For some reason, I just had this burning desire to play Halo 2 this week. It's really weird. It's really random. I I can't remember there was anything that I saw that really sparked that fire inside of me to want to play. But I will say, no, this is exactly what happened. We were talking about the launches and of the new current consoles and we were watching a news broadcast about people someone that I believe brought their whole bed to sleep outside of a, a Best Buy or something for either the game console launch or Black Friday that's what it was for Black Friday and that got me thinking about the only time I've actually waited in line for anything to purchase uh, game-wise, and that was Halo 2. And it was a really neat experience. It was one of those things where I wasn't a big first-person shooter fan. Now, my first first-person shooter, I guess, was a Duke Nukem 3D. I don't really consider that. Well, let me phrase that. 
I played Wolfenstein back in the day, but I didn't have a PC. This was one of the things I played over someone else's house. I wasn't really into it. I played it once or twice. I played Duke Nukem 3D as shareware on my mom's HP computer. And I think that was in high school. I'm, I'm not entirely sure it was that on my freshman year of college. I think it was high school uh, when I was playing either my junior year or senior year of high school. And I played that quite a lot uh, on that PC. No, it was definitely college because she didn't get it until... Anyway. So, it was 2000, excuse me, 1997. That's when she got the HP. Because I remember I spent the whole summer really learning it because that was the first personal computer that we owned. I had computers before, not had computers, I had worked on computers before in school in programming classes and typing classes, but we never owned a computer in the house. So I remember spending the whole summer learning the ins and outs of that computer because that was, like I said, the first time we had a computer in the house. So this was, would have been the summer after my freshman year of college at that point in time. So I was talking about standing in line for Halo 2. And I never really played the first Halo. I played it once or twice, but Halo, playing the first one, gave me that motion sickness that a lot of first-person shooters play that, that um, playing at time gave people. And it wasn't a monumental moment like GoldenEye was. Now, GoldenEye is the first FPS that I played heavily, and it wasn't that I played a single player. Those of you that know that are a certain age, there was only one real way to play GoldenEye, and that was four-player versus on your little 13-inch CRT TV, and you have your friends there. In this case, I was in college at the time, so we're there playing in the common area. It's good you know, 10, 15, it was just passing the Nintendo 64 joysticks, playing GoldenEye, landing, I mean, throwing proximity mines and just, just having a good time, you know, things that guys do, especially at that point in our lives in college, where we had not a care in the world, so to speak. So that was my first real FPS that I fell in love with, and that was about it. I, I was never a fan of the genre I never got into PC gaming like that, so I wasn't into Half-Life or some of the other big FPS that came out at the time. And when Halo came out, it looked great for the Xbox. And when I ultimately got my Xbox, Halo wasn't a game that I wanted. I bought my Xbox when the Xbox was purchased for me at the time, but I wanted an Xbox because of two games. One, they released Shinmu on the Xbox and I had it on my Dreamcast so that was one, excuse me, Shinmu 2 because I played Shinmu Shin 1 on my, my Dreamcast at the time and The Thing I, The Thing if you listen to this podcast before is one of my absolute favorite movies of all the time, this is the John Carpenter's The Thing, the remake of the original Thing absolutely one of my favorite movies of all the time, and I'm not big into survival horror but anything at the time they had the thing attached to it, it was purchased. So my first two games for my original Xbox were Shinmu and The Thing. And then I got a couple other ones shortly thereafter. So I ended up playing, I think it was a demo of Halo sometime later. And I was impressed. Now again, it's not something that I thought I would see myself playing. But as the drum roll for Halo 2 kept getting louder and louder and louder approaching its release back then I think it was 04 I don't remember exactly the release date or year I'm getting old 
uh, Halo 2, but I just remember I saw the game and it looked amazing. And one of the things I liked about the original Halo is that I really loved the story. I'm very much a sci-fi sort of guy. So the whole Space Marines, Aliens thing fit right into the sort of story-driven action narrative that would really fit what I would want to play. So I ended up pre-ordering Halo 2 and I don't remember why I pre-ordered it. It just looked amazing. I guess that's really the only reason you need. So I pre-ordered the... It wasn't a collector's edition, but it was uh, higher than a regular edition because it was a, a steel case and it was just awesome. And I remember going back, um, standing in line in the uh, mall in Salisbury, Maryland, where around where I was in school, to pick up Halo 2. And there was a long line, and I didn't realize that Halo 2 and Half-Life 2 released on the exact same day. So it was a, a very... Uh, infectious and hype crowd there in, in Salisbury and as you can imagine the line was pretty much like 99% dudes and my friend Mike at the time he went with me because he was just curious what all the uh, hype was about. Mike was not a gamer whatsoever. He was someone who grew up with literally uh, two left thumbs when it came to playing video games but he saw the excitement that I had and then I believe our friend Joe went with us as well because he was picking up Half-Life 2 and he just wanted to be there for the spectacle of us waiting outside of this GameStop to pick up these games and mind you we were inside of the mall so we weren't standing outside or anything like that nothing crazy so I just remember getting back to my apartment opening up and cracking it open and just enjoying playing but what really got me and it's funny because now I could care less about multiplayer games was just the multiplayer. The online multiplayer for Halo 2 and the matchmaking was simply top notch. In addition to just, a lot of people hate on Halo 2 for the alternating stories of Master Chief and the Arbiter. I thought it was awesome. I thought that the game itself really did a good job in balancing the two and also I really enjoyed seeing the inner workings of the Covenant, which is something you didn't really see inside of the first game because it was obviously very Master Chief heavy. You're establishing a universe and a story in the first game, so you're not going to have too many side paths. But with Halo 2, being able to play as Chief, see his story, play as the Arbiter, see his story, and get more of the inner workings of the Covenant. I really enjoyed that personally. I, I personally think that uh, Halo 2's story is probably the best in the series and again a lot of Halo fanatics will probably curse me off for saying that because a lot of people just hate the Arbiter side story. I really disagree. I think that the inner internal struggle of the Covenant uh, between the Brutes and the Elites and with the Prophets, I really just think that is great sci-fi storytelling. And then you add in the Earth and the Earth defenses and the sort of political drama there in addition to, obviously, you're playing as Master Chief and the sort of uh, bravado and gravitas that comes along with playing him. I just think it's a fantastic story. So like I said, I wanted to play this week for some reason. Well, I gave my reasons. And I downloaded um, Halo Master Chief Collection, and this is my first time playing the updated game. So on the Master Chief Collection, you have Halo 1 Anniversary Edition and Halo 2 Anniversary Edition. So 
all the cutscenes are brand spanking new, and the game looks amazing. Let me tell you, I'm playing on a 52-inch plasma TV, so it's quite old. It only goes up to uh, 1080i, um, if I remember correctly. But the game looks absolutely stunning, and I'm playing on an original Xbox One, not an Xbox One S, um, One S or One X, and it looks absolutely stunning. It's so beautiful. It is such a joy to play. I I remember why I fell in love with this game, and I think it took me off and on about a nine months to really go through it because I was in grad school, and other priorities, and other games to play as well. So it took me a while. I think it was it was the summer of 2005 uh, when really I had nothing else to do but work, come back, and and play games when I wasn't spending time with my significant other at the time to play and it was a great game then and I've just started playing now and there is something wonderful about seeing Cairo in New Mombasa which is where I am now and playing through the streets of New Mombasa and it's just it's really a fantastic game so if if you're a Halo person if you have not revisited Halo 2 in a while I suggest you do it is just one of those games I think that it is it really outshines the other games in the series and don't get me wrong I am still playing through Halo 4 and I absolutely love it I love the changes um, Halo 3 I enjoyed I would not say it's a Halo game that I love I like it but I don't love Halo 3 and Halo 5 is a game I'm working through and Halo 5 it's it's an okay Halo from where I am now it is it definitely lives up to the pedigree it just it has some strong competition especially when you put in reach and ODST and, and mind you I've only beaten three of the Halo games uh, two three and ODST and let me tell you ODST if I didn't have to pay for it I would have downloaded two because I simply that's like my second favorite Halo game I, I know that's weird for those people who love Halo that's my second favorite Halo game just the mood that was set in that game how you're just you know just your ODST trooper you're not even a Spartan and you're if I remember correctly you're in New Mombasa doing the events of, of Halo 2 and maybe 3 I don't remember exactly but it's just that's a great game too but anyway uh, Halo 2 is my pick for one of the greatest first-person shooters of all time what do you think do you agree with me on my assessment of Halo 2 uh, do you uh, like another FPS now mind you all the FPS that I really tend to gravitate to, you're not killing real people. I don't know why, if like everybody likes Call of Duty, I can't stand killing real people. I know it's a video game, but I have never enjoyed first person shooters where I'm actually killing other human beings. It called me weird because I don't mind other games where it's like that, but it's something about first person shooters that I have no interest whatsoever in playing any pseudo-realistic Cold War scenarios is one I lived through the Cold War a lot of us lived through the Cold War and real-world conflict is not something I want to emulate in any way shape or form when it comes to my video games and that's just me and just as not that I'm against it I've just never been interested in it so a game like Halo that really checks all the boxes for me so again let me know what you think of Halo 2 uh, shout out on Instagram Shadows out infowebstylemagazine.com. You know, let us know how you feel. We're going to take a break and then come back. One of the things that 
the pandemic has shifted is how we interact with each other. It seems like long gone are the days when we were able to congregate and talk and revel in our shared ideas and interests as communities. And with that, a lot of conferences that I had wanted to attend this year for my own personal professional development and growth and just my own personal interests as well, uh, conferences, conventions clearly were canceled and it was somewhat disappointing. Some were able to switch to a virtual format and some just pushed things back to next year if things get back to normal in some way, shape or form. And one of the events that I wanted to go to last year was an event called Scent Explore. As you can imagine, scents, it's all about fragrances. So it was a collection of niche fragrance houses. It came together uh, with one of the fragrance uh, YouTubers that I enjoy watching, Max Forte. And he really worked to put this event together and by all uh, everything as far as pictures and just comments from those on in the community that I know that attended it was a really good event one that I you know unfortunately could not make due to my own schedule but I was really looking forward and I made it a point to go this year because I really wanted to go last year and seeing how successful it was and also it was only in New York so it wasn't that far away from me with regards to travel time I wanted to go well Clearly it didn't happen in person, but they switched to a virtual format. And as I'm recording this, the event happened yesterday and let me tell you, I came away as someone who was greatly impressed. Considering that both professionally and personally, I've been involved in a lot of virtual conferences this year. This is probably one of the best ones that I've been to as an attendee. And it was just really well done on the technology side, the, the panels, and even, even though Zoom was used for most of the panels, there was some pre-recorded information, but also just the technology setup with all of the different booths of the fragrance houses. You know, everyone's booth was a little bit different. Every booth made it a point to have someone manning the chat to answer questions. There were giveaways, there were awards, there were musical performances. Max and his partners did a very, very good job with trying to emulate the look and feel of a in-person live conference in a virtual space. So I have no idea if Max will ever hear this, but I really want to send congratulations to him for a very, very well done conference. And one of the biggest aspects of it was with the conference, the conference that ended up costing $29 for a ticket. However, you may think $29 is virtual. One, for a virtual event, I understand it's uh, maybe a bit steep, especially when a lot of other events nowadays are shifting to a, a little to no money model because it's virtual and in theory is not that much of an investment to do it. But the technology infrastructure definitely saw that there was a cost associated with that. But also, most importantly, the goodie bag that was sent out. So most of the people, especially if you got in early, ended up receiving a branded Scent Explorer goodie bag with, in my case, 14 niche 
fragrance samples. So 14 samples for $29 is a very good steal, especially when you put in the cost of the bag and in addition to cost of shipping. You know, you, that's a, a really good deal to have an experience with all of those different fragrance brands for a very little uh, to no cost. And the best thing about it was most of these brands that you received were also brands that presented. So you can literally sample the fragrances as the perfumers, as the companies were talking about. And one of the best things were people were giving their input in the chat as they were talking, as they were smelling. You know, it, it was really awesome. It was probably the best representation of, hey, you're not here, but you are here in a virtual space. And really being able to, you know, at the best we could connect with other fragrance heads and other influencers, YouTubers, Instagrammers and people just love fragrances in general. It was such a great experience that I really hope in 2021. I hope that it can be more of a hybrid event because I think that having this online functionality as part of a live event will really be able to attract more people to this event in the future. I know one of the events that I regretfully never was able to attend was Menfluential and I remember the last maybe one to two years that they had the conference they also had a virtual option for to attend and I, I never took advantage of that because that's one of those ones I really wanted to be there in person I felt like if I couldn't be in person I really wasn't gonna be there at all my bad now it's no more however they did that and I think that Sun Explorer can be even bigger and better if we are doing it in person next year to have it in person and virtual and so I would say Sun Explorer was great if you are not familiar or interested I, I think some of the uh, participants have placed videos online if you follow fragrance influencers and I'm not sure of the ability to be able to go back and watch some of the content I know things are recorded but I don't know what the access is going to be but check out scentexplore.com or scentexplore on Instagram to find out more information if that's something you you know might be interesting in checking interested in checking out and with that scentexplore like I said, 14 different fragrances um, from various houses. Some houses sent multiple uh, fragrances that they create. But one of the ones that caught my attention was African Leather by uh, Mimo Paris. Now, this is a scent that, first of all, it's called African Leather and it's a Jaguar on the front. So, you know, automatically it's, it's interesting just because of that. However, it's one of those fragrances that I'd seen talked about in the community for the past year or so. Um, I know it's been around longer than that. I think when I was reading up one, it's been around since 2015. But really in the past year, year and a half, I've seen many of the fragrance reviewers and, and whatnot that I follow have talked about it. And I've heard nothing but good things about the fragrance. And it's always one that I wanted to try, but at the price point it has that, and I believe it's $300 for a 75 ammo bottle, that is not a price point that at this point in time I'm willing, I'm not willing to pay $300 for most things, uh, frankly, <laughs> uh, let alone, you know, I, even though it's high quality and it was probably worth it, that's just not something that uh, practically I can see doing. I've already talked to you guys about my practicality when it comes to purchasing a new Xbox, so you can imagine my practicality when it comes to purchasing a fragrance. But the sample was in the package or in the goodie bag and I was excited because I always wanted to try it. So when I was watching the presentation by Memo, I, I, oh, one of the things that also was in the sample bag or the goodie bag was they had Scent Explorer branded 
tester strips that I thought was a really, really nice. So I sprayed my tester strip. I smelled African leather and I absolutely loved it. It was, I didn't know quite what to expect. I expected more of a leather scent, which at least on the strip it wasn't. And one of the things I've learned is that a fragrance to smell one way on the strip but can smell a totally different way once you actually apply it onto your skin. So let me break down the notes of African leather. So you can start off with spicy notes of cardamom and saffron and then you have floral notes of geranium and then you have a leather cord in the base. Now let me tell you the real star of this is not the leather. It's going to be the saffron and the cardamom. You really get that spicy warmth of the fragrance or of that mix of notes throughout the fragrance even through toward the base it really persists well and works very well with the leather i have never been the biggest fan of geranium but i think it really works here and it's weird to me because even though it's not a tobacco note and there's not a lot of notes compared to uh, ck1 shock which i've talked about before one of the things especially on the strip I get a familiarity with it. That mix of notes really makes me think of CK1 shock. And it's not necessarily that it smells like it one-to-one. -one. It doesn't. It really smells different. But there's something about it that reminds me of that. I think it's more of the warmth and some of the spice uh, between the two fragrances. Not so much the leather. The leather really, toward the end, comes through with the spice of the geranium. Not geranium, excuse me. The cardamom and saffron in African leather. But there is something about African leather that evokes that warmth that I get with CK1, even though those fragrances are really totally, totally different. So I've enjoyed it. And I'm actually wearing it for the first time at the time of this recording, and it's been a couple of hours. And it's weird because spreading on my um, pulse points, I get a different opening, or I get a different smell from my pulse points on my wrist compared to when I sprayed it on my clavicle. Uh, my wrist, I definitely got a lot more of the spice to really resonate and project. On my clavicle, I got a lot of that leather almost instantly uh, really projecting. So I got a nice little warm bubble of uh, spice and leather with that geranium kind of poking its head out every now and again. So I definitely enjoy this. I am going to be sad. I'm probably going to you know, really ration uh, this sample that I have of African leather because I'm going to be sad when this one is was gone. I, I really enjoy it and I uh, have to get out today to really see how it performs in the crisp fall air outside. I think it's going to be a performance monster in the cold, but I have to see. Maybe that's a conversation I'll have on another day. So that is my fragrance of the week, African Leather by Memo Paris. And of course, this has been another episode of the Sartorial and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. If you want to reach out to us, reach out to us by email at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com, on Instagram or Twitter at WebsterStyle, on, yeah, on Instagram at Sartorial and Geek, or visit our website. WebsterStyle.com or SartorianGeek.com. You have over 11 years of content there to peruse through, find out outtakes on other fragrances that we haven't talked about before, tech, old and new, gaming, and of course, style. I have been your host, WebsterStyle. Thank you again for spending time with me on this day. And don't forget, stay safe out there and be blessed. If it is what it seems. Do it again. Right. Not chicks with looking thick leggings, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know.
take a hint, no. Don't try to get me at a moment. No. Moment, though. Smoking hot, rocking this pen. So oh. thin. Tie hairline, looking like a skin. So oh. pimp. No lie, I'm shopping than a utensil. So thin. Stroke, mento, plain dang, homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang, bang, honey. See them plain James, honey. Them lame friends, honey. We tell it, fit it crazy like that thing came on me. Hey, mommy. Look a lady, main thing. Want me on the scene. Fit popping like a main vein. Running blood color, lips smashing with the hand. Clutch money, holding bag, kind of funny. Can you tell me what's the price I got the range? Rover, hang on me. When we walking, looking Gucci like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a limp like an ankle sprain on me. Yeah, I rocked the cardigan. She don't really want me because one man should have all that style. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pattern. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it out and let me see what's under them seams. No one man should have all that style. Take it out, take it out, clothes on the floor, pattern. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it out and let me see what's under them seams. Oh, you wanted to? Oh, I completely read that wrong.